This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs, donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Valido. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination. And even though the award-winning Rich Jekyll is not with us today, we still have a winning combination for you today, because I do have, along with myself, on the show co-hosting the award-winning Lucy Polito of SCORE. How you doing, Lucy? I'm great, Chris. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent. And I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. And once again, we're using Zoom this week in order to bring you this production. So you might hear a little delay in, in some of the conversation. But that's because we are Zooming along here. All right. So once again, SCORE is there for you to help you succeed, whatever the business climate is. Right, Lucy? That's correct. We're here. We're ready to help everyone who either has a business currently or is thinking about opening a business. SCORE continues to work, and uh, we are here ready to help. And believe it or not, we are, our office is closed for now, but we are still working. So if you send us an email and or even if you call our office, the calls will be referred to the uh, counselor that's on duty on that particular day. That's right. And that phone number is 407-420-4844 for SCORE, 407-420-4844. And the website Lucy mentioned is orlando.score.org. That's orlando.score.org. And please sign up for the newsletter while you're there, because that way you'll get alerts on a regular basis as to all of the upcoming events going on at SCORE, big changes you might need to know about, presentations that are going on, all of that sort of thing. And even though, as Lucy said, the offices are still closed, uh, for the time being anyway, they eventually will be open again, we now know, uh, that you can still call and get the consultation services over the phone. You, and by the way, tell them again how much the mentorship program, the consultations cost oh, at SCORE. Do I really have to say that? Because, you know, it's so incredibly expensive. Well, because but Rich isn't here, somebody's got to. I will. I guess I will say it, it is free. <laughs> Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. The mentorship program, all the great experience, all the great advice, all the great suggestions you get from folks like Lucy, like Rich, like Lois, and others that you hear us talk about here so often on the show is absolutely free. That's boardroom experience <laughs> at, at no price at all to you, ladies and gentlemen. But they bring it to you because they have all of this experience and they want to pass it along. And you get a great kick out of all this, don't you, Lucy? I do. You know, it's, uh, it's nice to know that I'm retired and I can still give back. And that's one of the advantages of this. Uh, it lets me know and let me stay in the business world technically because you know there are so many changes going on right now we, we were just discussing that not too long ago with somebody else and it's nice to know that i'm somehow still in the loop so i know what's going on and i know how i can refer people to an area that where they may need help and certainly score is the place to come we have as you know uh over 60 people locally uh all volunteers and of you know over 15 16,000 people nationwide with offices all over the country. So, you know, anybody who wants to know about any kind of business, we have the experts right here. You know, and all of those 16, 15, 16,000 lives are separate books, you might say, in a library waiting for you to take partake of what's inside them, all of that great experience. And once again, those uh, all of that advice and all of that experience is there for the asking, ladies and gentlemen, and that is all you have to do. 407-420-4844 is the phone number. And the SCORE offices, when they will reopen here shortly, are located in the National Entrepreneur Center in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall. And because of the the restrictions, uh, SCORE is now uh, using webinars in order to get the information out that you need to know. 
and they uh, have these. You can go to orlando.score.org, and you'll see a scheduling of them, and you'll be able to sign up for the upcoming ones. And if they've already occurred, you will be able to access them there in an archive, just like these radio shows are accessed there. You can access them there in an archive. So all of that at orlando.score.org. There's a wealth of information there. Orlando.score.org. And by the way, uh, Rich would be upset if we didn't ask you to follow and like him. That is Score on Facebook. That is true. That's Score. That is, he says, like us. That's right. Score Orlando on Facebook. So once again, Score is functioning right now. They are putting on their educational programs via webinars. And that's going to bring us to today's guest because she is going to be presenting one this Thursday. And once again, you go to Orlando.score.org to sign up for these webinars. And there is limited capacity, so you do need to sign up ahead of time. But I'd like to welcome back to the show, because she's been on the show much too long ago, Isabella Johnston. Isabella, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back again, guys. All right. Well, we appreciate it. But it has been a while. We do have a lot of new listeners out there. So let's kind of go through the routine again, Isabella. If you'll kind of give folks a little bit about yourself, a little background, where you're from and uh, your education, how you got to be uh, doing what you're doing now. Sure. Happy to do that. Thank you. So my background is I was an English major. I went and I taught in the public classroom for 11 whoa, 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 years over wait, there. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, you, you got you to gotta start at the beginning. Where are you from and oh. where did you go to school too? Okay. Well, I've, uh, I was born in Kansas, but I've lived all over the United States. And as such, I went and um, the, the, Places I've lived in. By the time I moved to Florida, it was 50, I was 15, and we had moved 21 times. So moving all over was something I was really, really acquainted with. Uh, but Florida became home. And so when I went to school, my first two years were University of Florida, go Gators. And then <laughs> I transferred over to Rollins College and graduated from there with an English degree, went back to school, um, got an MBA, went back to school again, and all but dissertation for a PhD in um, leadership with a focus on human resource development. So that's all the training and learning side. But I have some other certificates too. So they're anything from leadership to how to use Asana for project management and, well, just how to use Asana, period, and um, <laughs> estimate personality assessments. So all certificate right. in nonprofit management. You can tell that I love education. Right? I, I guess you do. Yeah, I guess you education do. for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what teachers do. They okay. love education. <laughs> so, so, and, and then when I interrupted you, I believe you were telling us that you had a college and then you, you, you did go into teaching yourself. Is that? Did I yeah, I that did. Right? I did. At what level? I uh, taught uh, yeah. middle and high school English in Seminole County. I left there and got a job with uh, the Nature Conservancy for a couple of years. I was a grants administrator and a financial analyst. And then um, I left that position and started uh, consulting. I was writing business plans and organizing people's um, processes, helping them get processes put in place, setting up training programs. And Excuse me for interrupting you here, because that sounds like a pretty far cry from teaching, you know, middle school students English. Oh, let me tell you, that was okay. So I taught in the projects and I can assure you that that was the best place I learned how to communicate CYA, you know, all of those good things, because when you're having to deal with parents of kids that may not be doing well in school, you learn how to CYA. You know, in case our listeners, they should know what that is. I'm sure. And then, yeah, but you also learn diplomacy. You learn how to give grace. You learn a lot of skills that um, are just all about learning how to get along with people, period. So it's the best place in the world, I think, to learn those skills. That brings up a good point because you do meet all kinds of people from all over the world just about in different cultures and people have different uh, objectives sometimes. So I mm -hmm. think that's a good place to really get a round up in, on on human resources, really. <laughs> human behavior. It sure does. Human behavior. It, but but still, what? why did you decide to leave the teaching profession and start oh. a business of your own? 
Well, when I started my own business, I was working with a gentleman that was a tax consultant. And um, so he had um, a, a small group of people that were going against the IRS. So I was working with him. But at the same time, I began uh, teaching as an adjunct professor. So I've taught at Rollins. I've taught at Sprayer. I've taught at I've taught at a number of schools here in Central Florida, but as an adjunct professor. So I really didn't, you know, get away from it at all. It was still there. It's in the blood. You've got to stay true to who you are. <laughs> okay. All right. Once again, our guest, <clears throat> excuse me, Isabella Johnston, and she is going to be making the presentation this Thursday uh, with the Coffee with a Leader presentation. That'll be Thursday morning. Once again, you do need to sign up for this. You can go to orlando.score.org to sign up, and you'll see also the upcoming event, uh, the upcoming seminars. I say when I if I stick in the word events, I'm talking about seminars until we know different. But uh, all of that you'll find at orlando.score.org, and you do need to sign up for these because there is limited capacity, even though it is a uh, webinar. Lucy, and we must you, we must mention that this is a free event. Yes. So now that uh, we're doing it basically from Zoom. I mean, it would be crazy not to take advantage of this, truly. Absolutely. So please do sign up for that. Uh, when we, we're going to take a break here in a couple of minutes, but uh, throughout the show here, Isabel is going to kind of give us a little bit of a flavor of what you will learn that morning. And it, because it is a Zoom type thing, you'll still be able to ask questions and do some, some uh, level of uh, networking. But uh, once again, this is, this is coming up this Thursday and go to orlando.score.org to sign up. In the meantime, if you would like to check out Isabella's website, actually, I got a couple of them to give you here uh, for Isabella. You can go to, and you just write all of these words out, pivotbusinessconsulting.com. That's pivotbusinessconsulting.com. And you can go to internpursuit.tech. That's internpursuit.tech. Those are Isabella's website, so if you'd like to visit them now, you'll get, uh, once again, a, a better uh, idea of what she's all about and what we'll be talking about after we take this break. So we're going to do that here in just about a minute, and when we come back, Isabella is going to give us, as I said, a little flavor of what she's going to be talking about and something that she calls multi-generational communication, and I think we already kind of know a little bit about what she's talking about, but she can once again, fill in the details there. And as I said, 407-420-4844 is the number for SCORE. And they're always there, and especially in times like this, when they have a wealth of information, a wealth of experience to offer you, and they can give you some suggestions that will help you in any sort of business climate, and in particular this one, which is so new to everybody. But with that experience, some things in business just never change, right, Lucy? The the basics are always the same. The basics are always the same, regardless of what business you're going to uh, and change if you're going to change the world we will tell you we're going through that change right now <laughs> that's fact. right so, <laughs> we're all learning that part <laughs> that's right we're going to be rebuilding the world in the meantime yes, we are. <laughs> we're going to take a break and come right back with more of what's the score Okay, welcome back to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination and in this situation, get you through to the next inning. All right, I am Christopher Hart along with Lucy Polito. Our guest today is Isabella Johnston, and Isabella is now a consultant, and she's going to be making the presentation at the Coffee with a Leader series uh, on May the 7th. That's Thursday morning. And you can go to orlando.score.org to sign up for it. So, Isabella, let's start again with what you're doing now, your business now. Give us the uh, the, eleva- the elevator speech, if you would, again, please. Well, you know, Chris, it depends on which company we're talking about. But we're going to deal with Pivot, okay? Okay. So, with Pivot, I prepare business plans. I educate entrepreneurs and, you know, what their business plan says, how to be able to pitch that. But then I'm also on that side of processes. I love processes. So I am a certified pro with Asana. So it's helping to set up training processes or 
system processes within the uh, the business. So that's what I do in Pivot. You said a little while ago how to use Asana. What do you mean by that? So, <clears throat> excuse me, Asana, it's A-S-A-N-A. It's an online platform for um, people that like to keep a task list, you know, or if you love post-its or you love writing things down on a piece of paper, except it do- does it all in a platform online. It's a very collaborative tool. It means that people can, um, you can get rid of sending emails out because you can communicate through that whole platform. You can tag people similar to Slack channel, if you know what Slack is. Um, It doesn't work exactly like Slack, but you can integrate Slack into it and it integrates with the Google Drive or with Outlook. You can embed links in there. So it's very collaborative. It makes it so that people can um, work on documents, anything from whiteboarding to creating your um, HR processes to looking at how you do your social content, um, keeping track of all of those things. But it is a wonderful tool if you're a person that does like staying organized. So this is a platform that incorporates all of these things uh, in one area. It sure does. It allows you to set up a a task list like, you know, you would normally do on a piece of paper. Um, That's one of the things that you can do. You can tag people, you can put them into teams and they can work on a project together as a team. You can add links to external resources so you can find them at a snap. You're not having to search for them. You can create subtasks underneath a major task and then uh, keep the flow, the the workflow going um, consistently where, you know, you, you might be handing something to me. And then when I finish it, um, I'm supposed to hand it back to Lucy. So, you know, it creates that workflow um, environment. And then it's very collaborative. There's a place for conversations. There's a place to store your files. There's a, a calendar where you can put... Um, Milestones, you can use it for project management, uh, setting milestones and have a bit of a Gantt uh, graph so you can track and see where everything is in that process. This, 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 I'm not familiar with this. How new is it? Uh, Gosh, they've been around for about, I want to say, eight years probably. Um, I would think, however, that it probably didn't see as much demand over those first seven years and nine months until the last two or three months. Am I right about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm one of the certified pros, so I'm going to be hosting events here in Orlando. We don't have anybody in the Orlando area that uh, serves this area. So my online courses will be through Pivot, how to use Asana, like Asana Basics. And I've done a lot of those on the ground, um, how to use it for, you know, HR, creating an onboarding process, offboarding, any of those things that you can imagine. Um, And I've done those as on the ground trainings, but I'm going to put them together as webinars. And once again, because so many people are now working from home, it sounds like this is an ideal tool for teams that have been split apart. Exactly. Very much for teams. And especially for those that are definitely working remote, Uh, you can have anybody anywhere in the world on it. And, you know, we're all using the same tool. Very, very similar to how we all use Google as Google Documents. They're very collaborative, right? Is this something where they have to pay uh, to join this or what? Yeah, they they do have a, um, they have individual memberships if you're just like a, a person of one. Um, You can try it out for like 30 days for free on whatever level you're trying to see if you're going to adopt it. Um, But there is even a free version. It's got limitations. It doesn't have uh, like the milestone feature and it it can't do some of the tracking features. But it's very, I think it's very robust for people that use it, whether it's free or if you've got the paid version. But it is a paid per source per person um, that's on your team that's using it. But you can have outside people that are not um, part of the team in there. You can just tag them in the conversations, and that's not a charge there. And, Isabella, you say you describe this at your pivotbusinessconsulting.com website? Oh, yeah. 
People can find it on there for sure. Okay. So they would find out information how they could uh, sign up for this there, I take it. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. And this is what you'll be focusing on at the Coffee with a Leader presentation Thursday morning. Actually, actually, no, it's very different. We're not talking about Asana. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to communicate across a multi-generational workforce. Um, it might be that multi-generational uh, workers are using Asana, but not always. Um, but this is actually communicating. And so in the silent generation, that's anybody that was born around 1945 or earlier, there's about 2% of them still left in the working workforce. And I'm saying workforce. Right. Um, 25% in the baby boomers, and that's 1946 to 64. Gen X is, uh, they were born in 65 to 1980. There's about 33% of those millennials and obviously they're um, bigger than previous two generations they were born 18 1981 to 1996 and then gen z they were born in 1997 we do have they're just starting to get into the workforce and we are getting uh, gen alpha and those are the ones that are like in middle school they're you know climbing up the ranks so we're going to see this five generations in the workforce here. Um, a lot of how we choose to communicate is based on what was happening in those formative years of school, right? So whatever historically the technology that came out, um, the norms and the values that you were raised with, those all influence how we communicate with others and, and preferences. It's really more about preferences. So we have to get used to the fact that there's all of these online tech, uh, technologies and platforms, right? And those that were the that are the Gen Z and Millennials and even Gen X, they they've adapted pretty well to this. Uh, sometimes it's the Boomers and the Silence that are going, yeah, but I I don't necessarily like that, you know. And it's I I think they can learn it. It's just a matter of preferences. Well, uh, that. Uh... Obviously, you're addressing one of those generations in my case, and mm -hmm. it is very interesting because it is sometimes difficult to communicate with the younger group of people. And I think vice versa, the younger uh, group of people need to learn to communicate with people in the other uh, in the older group, because at the end of the day, we are all customers, regardless of whatever line of business you happen to be. And some businesses uh, have to rely more on the older folks, on generation, whatever I am. Well, I don't know what I am. Between the 40, what is it, 47 and 60. You're not sure if you're a boomer. It just uh, depends. If you were born between 1900 and 1945, that makes you the silent generation. If it no, was, no. you I know. Just can uh, tell I'm not silent, so I'm, uh, I'm the next generation. <laughs> boomers, then. You fall under I'm the boomers. I'm a boomer. Yeah, I'm a boomer. So, uh, um, anyway, the boomers, uh, of course, up to uh, about a month ago or so, were the ones that technically had more money to spend. And so any new business, uh, depending on the business, of course, you have to attract those people that have the funds that are going to be uh, there to be spent. So I think business people really be uh, need to understand the differences of what their customers are going to be. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. if you're dealing with very technical stuff, you're not going to be attracting that type of person. But if it's something where, uh, I don't know, vacations or some other stuff, that might be, you know, the old timers are the people who can open their purses. Mm -hmm. Well, we can look at it even from the use of a phone. You either have an Android or you have an iPhone, right? And they right. are constantly doing updates on them. And so every year there's a new version that comes out or they're downloading some type of uh, new update on your phone and you have to, you know, adjust to it. So we can look at how fast technology moves now versus what was going on at that time. So if we're looking over here at just like the silent generation, they were born during the time of the great depression. There was world war two going on. They're very disciplined. You know, there was a lot that was uh, happening there, but it was, it was about uh, being frugal 
and being conservative and, and, you know, walking that line. Um, phones were there, but, you know, not a whole lot of other uh, technology that people were using. So how they preferred to communicate was face to face. And if you think about that for every single generation, if you think about, well, what was going on historically for them, if you pay attention to like when they were born and go, okay, what were the big events, whether it was the Challenger or 9-11, or maybe it's Kobe Bryant, you know, who died, um, or maybe it's just COVID-19. Let's just deal with this one. Yeah, you know, whoever is in COVID-19, it's impacting us across all of our generations well, how are we going to handle that? And we're having to do everything online. And for those that uh, prefer being able to have, you know, face-to-face interaction, it can be a little uncomfortable, doesn't feel as uh, like what we're used to, but that just still boils down to a preference. So I believe that if we as individuals, we always ask people, hey, how do you like to be communicated with? You know, you begin to open up those channels where you might prefer, Lucy, as we were talking before we went on the air, um, to have face-to-face interaction. And you're probably fine with doing phone calls. Having to do large group meetings like these webinars, when we're accustomed to being in a room with people, we have to sit here and go, yeah, but it doesn't feel the same. Well, part of where innovation comes out of something like this is... Well, how do we make it feel as close to that as possible? Okay, I tell you what, so, we're going to have to leave it right there for, for okay. right now, though. We'll take a break and come back and find out how you do just that. All right, you okay. are listening to What's the Score? And we'll be right back with more. Okay, we're back with more of What's the Score? Just like I promised you. And uh, let's see, our, my co-host today is Lucy Polito. Rich will be back next week, I think. I am Christopher Hart. Our guest today, Isabella Johnston. And the website you can visit right now, what we're talking about, is internpursuit.tech, internpursuit.tech. And we were just talking with Isabella when we went into the break about the different five different generations who are actually in the workforce right now in some at in some degree, and the challenges that uh, we're all facing as a result of this so-called coronavirus COVID nineteen because of the social distancing and all of that stuff. And as uh, we were just uh, going into the break, we were talking to Isabella how, uh, you know, the different generations have different expectations and different preferences as to how they go about doing business. And the younger you are, it seems uh, to be a pretty direct correlation. The younger you are, the more comfortable you are with using the tech uh, form of communication and vice versa. So you were just beginning to say, you know, how people are going to have to learn how to deal with this uh, at, at each level, at each generation. That is very, very true. So I was on two webinars earlier today. One was with HubSpot and then the other one was with Zoom. And then um, they had on the one with HubSpot, there was over 2,000 people on that webinar. Can you imagine? How could you have something, a webinar where there's 2,000 people that are in there. And through Zoom, they're able, well, they actually didn't use Zoom. They have their own platform, um, very similar. But they do online polls to increase engagement and ask people. Um, You can actually raise your hand in a Zoom call where you can just go, hey, you know, and a little notification pops up to the person that's the facilitator. Right. And they can, you know, see that, hey, there's a question. There's a place for Q&As. There's a place for chat where it's just like everybody that's, there's 2,000 people, they could have that whole chat thing going on. But questions that are specific to the people that are running the um, the webinar can be addressed there. So they've really done a great job of providing a lot of special features. Like I'm using Zoom and I have a virtual background and it has the background of a radio studio. Sure does. There's microphones and everything there. Mm-hmm. Looks like you so, are in the studio. 
It, it does, right? <laughs> so there's this place where we have to uh, realize that technology is such a gift, right? And to have a country shut down, if you think back to what would it have been like for us back in the, in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, forget, just even the 90s, if we had this happen, where were we in technology and how would we be reacting to it? Because we would more than likely get our information from TV or from the radio um, before the internet got big. And so now we can live stream it through our devices, whether it's a phone or a tablet or your computer. You can also go and um, you know have webinars and reach thousands of people Whereas you might not have been able to do that if you were doing a smaller room. And Lucy and I were talking and she said, yeah, but, you know, before the show started, but, you know, there doesn't seem like it's very interactive. And I've read a, a lot of really great innovative ways that people are um, encouraging that. And so they've got breakout rooms where as the facilitator, I can go and put people in different rooms. I can, you know, group them and say, okay, here's your topic that you guys are going to go talk about. Same as if I was in a big space. And then there's also polls that people can do and say, okay, well, what do you think about this? There's four answers, right? And then people can still raise their hand. They can pose questions because all of these things actually happen during a, you know, an on the ground uh, seminar that we might have. And there's still people whispering in the back of the room. So you still have that same experience. One of the great things they do <clears throat> that you don't get in a, an on-the-ground event is they have it recorded. They immediately send it out to you right away. So you can have their PowerPoint deck. Um, people can share their um, email accounts and their LinkedIn profiles in the chat section. And you can, I was on a, a, a webinar last week where I got connected with 15 people on LinkedIn right away because I said, hey, here's my LinkedIn, you know, my uh, a name and look me up on LinkedIn. Let's connect. So it can produce uh, a different type of networking option where you still have phone calls and they're still one-on-one -on -one with somebody, but you might not have been able to have as much access to people. So it, it is definitely there. Technology on the bad side, though, what can happen is Wi-Fi can go down or there's glitches and, you know, the audio doesn't sound so clear. And, you know, there's uh, different types of distractions because when you're at home, you can have somebody mowing the grass outside. Right. So there's other issues that we have to deal with that we wouldn't have in a more controlled setting. But um, nonetheless, it has really changed how we do business more businesses should be up there doing online stores more than ever and part of the uh, webinar that i was on for hubspot was how to set up your own um, education program and that's one of the things that my intern pursuit platform has is an online education program three courses um, it should be launching uh, tomorrow i've got to connect the rest of the pieces up today i've been working on my automations and the workflows and all of the forms that we're getting set up but for the most part it should be we'll say monday we'll say monday okay all right yeah. uh isabella johnston is our guest and you can go to internpursuit.tech internpursuit.tech uh, to follow along with what we're talking about here and she is going to be elaborating on this at the coffee with the leader presentation thursday morning that's may the 7th and you can go to orlando.score.org and sign up for that, orlando.score.org, sign up for that. And these uh, platforms, uh, I know that uh, some of them have more security than others. Are Is that a concern uh, at this point? Or are they all basically, you know, upping their cybersecurity efforts? Oh, like crazy. Like I know Zoom had some problems where people were uh, Zoom Zoom bombing. They were just dropping in and sharing some inappropriate um, images, you know, in people's meetings because they would pick up somebody's uh, meeting ID and then just drop into it. So Zoom has actually implemented so many more um, security measures in place to keep that from happening, you know, because you as the facilitator have to be able to control the people that are coming in. So you got to be 
on the side of the person running the Zoom meeting, you got to pay attention to what's going on, keep up with their educational um, programming that they offer. But then on the same hand, um, they did, they took a lot of security measures to protect everybody that's using the platform because I think uh, all of the colleges and the schools across the country are using Zoom and that's a lot of bandwidth. Do any of them allow the users to do their own encrypting? Because it seems to me if we're going to be moving more and more toward this sort of thing, more and more conversations are going to be of a sensitive nature, say between a lawyer and a client or between a boardroom and their legal staff. These are things. Well, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, as the owner of the account, I'm in control of who gets the invitation. So if I'm going to be meeting with my attorney, my attorney would send me a Zoom invite and I would be on a meeting with just him. If the meeting was being recorded, I think that would be maybe more of the concern that you're addressing versus, you know, something that's live. Because if if I don't have my meeting ID published out there, which it can be, it can be in an Eventbrite or it can be in something that's a, a meetup in, invite. I mean, you'll see those things, but they do have a way to, you know, change the name, but somebody can still pull it, but there's a registration process that has to happen. People have to go through some steps to be able to get access to that is the point of it. And even if somebody is, does have access to your meeting, me on my end, I can control who should be coming in. And if this is a name that's not on my, my guest list, then they shouldn't be coming into the meeting. Okay. And as I said, Isabella will be making the presentation at the Coffee with the Leader series, uh, and it is free. There will have, you have to provide your own coffee and pastries as it is now, right, Lucy? That is correct, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you know what, guys? However, the good news is they can prepare uh, coffee, uh, you know, however they want to. That Normally, we just provide coffee and cream, but if they want something more fancy, they can do it from their home, right? Uh, Isabella, you yeah. were going to say something there? Yeah, I signed up for a webinar um, that's in the second week of May, and they've included lunch in it, too. So they said, okay, you get to sign up. Here's a $25 voucher. Place your order with this company, and Grubhub will deliver it right to your door. Oh. So it really is feeling like you're having lunch with the people that are in the room with you. And so they, they're still shouldering that cost of, of, you know, whatever it is to host it, you know, for lunch. But nonetheless, people are just coming up with some really creative things, like, even still in my own company, we had a uh, happy hour on Sunday night just so I could pull everybody into the space. And we went around the room and said, okay, what's your drink? And we just talked about that. And we did, you know, just funny things just to get people connected and feel like they were um, still with everybody inside of the company. Yeah, I think Rich would be uh, upset if he happened to know that he missed the happy hour. Uh, so no we, we won't tell him about that. No, that's not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So you can get innovative with these things then, obviously, right? Absolutely. Wow. Just think about what will business be like 50 years from now? Well, it's amazing. Well, yeah, I think it's going to be a wearable tech, but it'll probably be something that's even more embedded into our into our body. Yeah. I think. Well, let's hope not <laughs> because if that is the case, <laughs> yeah. there will be no such thing as privacy. All right. But in the meantime, we will have to take a break. Come back again. Our guest, Isabella Johnston, internpursuit.tech is where you'll find out about her presentation. But also, please check out pivotbusinessconsulting.com where you can find out about more about this platform called Asana. That's pivotbusinessconsulting.com. And while you're at it, please go to orlando.score.org and sign up for that Coffee with a Leader presentation that Isabella is going to be making and any of the other ones that you see up there that uh, really sparked your interest. And the Coffee with a Leader, once again, webinar, absolutely free. If you happen to miss it for some reason or other, and you want to find out what was going on, you can go to the orlando.score.org after the event and check it out in the archive. And the events that have already been uh, completed are in that archive. 
And please sign up for the newsletter while you're there. All right, so we'll take that break, come back on the other side with more of What's the Score and Isabella Johnston. Okay, we're back. We are What's the Score? And by we, I mean Lucy Polito, Christopher Hart, that's me, and Isabella Johnston. And before we get back to the conversation with Isabella, I just want to remind you that Salem Media Group here, of course, which is the station, one of the stations that we're on right now, also has something called Salem Surround, where they can help you with a lot of these things that Isabella has been talking about. And they've got the whole package right here. They can get you over the air and they can get you out over the web as well. And Bill Files is the man to talk to. 407-618-1760 is his phone number. He'd be happy to set up an appointment with you, and we can they can zo- you can zoom it with him, uh, or you can come into the studio and get a tour. That's 407-618-1760. And with great powerful radio stations, that airwave signal can take a, take your message a long way to a lot of people right here in central florida and of course with salem surround you can utilize the internet as well so give bill a call 407-618-1760 isabella we we spoke about the five generations and let's correct me if i'm wrong here or, or help me out it was uh basically 1900 through 1945 that's the silent generation and two percent of them are actually still in the workforce what would those two percent be doing I, I are they like professionals lawyers who radio hosts who college professors who can do what they do basically till the day they they step in the grave or are these people who oh, have yeah. to work are these people who are bagging groceries Oh, no, I would say that they really are the ones that are either a family owned business and they're still involved with it. They're in academia. They're teaching in that area. Um, They are consulting. There's, you know, so many options there. I don't consider them necessarily the ones that are bagging the groceries because they I think that the individuals that do that are usually doing it because they just want to get out of the house and it's an easy thing to do. Um, but I, these are people that are actually doing what their career was. Okay. And then you had, pardon me, the baby boomers, 1945 through, what was it again? 1960, 46, 46, 46 to 1964, 64. And they make up what percentage again of the workforce? 25, 25%. And these folks are, I would take it, for are all across the employment spectrum, from people bagging you groceries. You are absolutely right. Right. And, and how, yeah. how rapidly is that 25% going down? Like next year, is it going to be 24% and 23, 22? Is it going down that rapidly? I think it's really going to, going to depend upon, honestly, you know, the death factor there, because the people that are actually retiring or if they're because COVID-19 has really done some serious damage on, on people's health. And then there's also been a loss of life. Um, those that have suffered are, you know, anybody that is um, over 60. So that can have a big impact. I, I'm not sure how this is all going to weigh out there, but I do expect that we should see a decline in the, um, the amount of baby boomers that are in the workforce still. Because they may not want to be, you know, it may be too much of a risk for their health. Okay. And then you have the millennials, uh, 65. Gen X. Oh, I'm sorry. Gen, yeah, X, Gen, Gen, X. X, Gen X, 65 through 80. And then, yep. then the millennials, 81 through 96. And they Correct. account for almost 75% of the workforce between the two of them. Yeah, there's about 68% right there between those two. 33 and 35, that's going to be the uh, 68 factor there. That's a lot. Indeed. Now, they are the ones, however, who are, it would seem to me, who are more adept at utilizing Zoom and the other technologies. technology. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to them, they're already sort of accustomed to what everyone is now having to get used to. 
However, uh, it, it seems to me that at some point, you know, human beings are human beings. I mean, we're, we're, we're gossipy, you know, we, we like to tell jokes and, and we like to do things that it seems to me uh, in, in the technological world uh, kind of limits the, your ability to do that. I mean, how can you talk behind somebody's back <laughs> as easily on you know the technology side as you can in the at the office water fountain? I mean, we are human beings mm. after all, right? I mean, how is all this oh, going to yeah. come together? Yeah, yeah, that's a really interesting question. But let's uh, take a look at here with the gen the. Gen Y slash millennials. Okay. Um, think about what was happening at the time when these people were all being born. That's when we had Google and Facebook and everything in the internet was blowing up. So we can definitely see how this has been a much easier transition for them to go right into this technology space. But when you're asking about, you know, the fact that we're, we're made for real relationships that you never get away from that. We, right. we just never will. We're human. And humans do talk about other people and they do have opinions they want to share. And that isn't necessarily going to be something, but that's where a phone call happens. You, you know, pick up the phone and you might call somebody. Um, There is a lot of social isolation happening though. It's not just social distancing. It's the social isolation, isolation. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been checking in with, you know, some of my, my people that are not just working with me, but my colleagues. And I'm surprised a number of the women have not been returning the call. So I'm a little bit concerned because I go, okay, what's going on for them? Because, you know, you can't walk up to somebody's, it's a lot easier to walk up to a desk, right? Sure. But I, I feel like there's a, a place where you, you, you don't have that same outreach right now because of COVID-19 that we could have where it does feel more personal. It does feel like, you know, you're getting some, you know, real love, but then to take the other extreme, people put stuff out there on their, their personal social channels and they'll put their real raw relation uh, relationship issues or their, whatever it is that they have a problem with, they'll go put it out there and then it's stuck on the world of the internet forever. Right. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed it is. Isabella Johnston, our guest, internpursuit.tech is her website. She will be making the presentation this Thursday morning. That is May the 7th for the Coffee with the Leader series. And you can go to orlando.score.org to sign up for that, orlando.score.org to sign up for that. Do you see as as the baby boomers decline in the workforce and the other generations who are coming up now, uh, really begin to redefine the workplace, that the 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 baby boomers will be just kind of shoved aside, or do you see these other generations reaching out to them and trying to include us, I should say, <laughs> in yes. in the the rebuilding or the constant yeah. the constant rebuilding because the economy is actually constantly rebuilding itself. Just in this case, it's going to take more work. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now you raise a really good question there. One of the advantages of Gen Z is that they really are very desirous of of real mentoring and they want that mentor relationship with people. They're very open to having uh, real, real feedback. They want it in real time. They are people that grew up with the devices in their hands from when they were born. So you know, they're used to this, but they want to be able to find the balance between technology and then also what's going on over here with, you know, human to human connection. So I feel like um, we're going to be seeing more of that. There's a lot of, in the HR space that I'm in, um, a lot of value in peer and reverse mentoring. And I've written a couple of articles on um, my, my blog page at Intern Pursuit. Uh, but that's what Intern Pursuit is there to do, is to help pull together a mentoring culture inside of a company that goes and, and bridges all of the generational uh, workers that are there in your business, regardless of industry. Um, so peer mentoring is what we have always heard. It's more of like you know peer-to-peer, could be generation, but it's also peer-to-peer, maybe in your company, software developer to software developer, right? Sure. But reverse mentoring is where the younger generations, they mentor up 
instead of what we're accustomed to where traditional mentoring is older down to younger. So reverse, we're seeing something where it's very um, a 360 experience now in this HR space and really uh, developing that as a culture mindset so that it is uh, ageism is not going to be something that should be a factor. It needs to be something that's embraced because one of the things that I know I said at a, I was speaking at an aviation conference um, back in February and it was about, there's one thing that you'll never get away from. We're all getting older. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Everybody <laughs> will get older right. and you will go through those generations. So it doesn't matter what your race, ethnicity, gender is, you will get older. Yeah, in an odd sort of way, it seems like uh, what is going on right now is something that we should be doing and are doing in maybe subconscious fashion all along anyway. In other words, the cross-communication of generations is now mm-hmm. being uh, f- more or less forced upon us in a, in a more, you know, right in front of us, uh, you know, open kind of fashion. And uh, so it's uh, something that we do anyway, but right now we're doing it in a bigger, more open fashion. Uh, is that a fair read? And this will be the last question. Yeah, I agree with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I can definitely see that um, now for me, I work with lots of interns inside of my company and I'll, you know, we, we decided as a case study here, we went, okay, um, I was letting the interns take over the company Instagram and do a day in the life of each one of them, right? And they were saying, okay, so it's going to be live Instagram and I've done live Facebook and everything. And I just went, you know what? I really don't care enough to do it <laughs> for live um, live Instagram. And I was trying to just do a simple button, just push this button and turn the phone camera around so somebody could see my calendar that's on my, my uh, desktop. But I could not because every time I kept pushing the button, it it went to something else. So there was a problem on the display. Right. And I went, okay, forget it. I don't even care anymore. I don't. <laughs> it just wasn't even worth it. But they master it like you know, uh, a nobody's pro business. Stickers all over everything. They yeah. make it so fun and. You know, it's it's totally good. Right. I'm okay with them being good at that stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, we're okay with it right there because we're out of time. We're going to have to be okay with it. But this is going to be a great presentation Thursday morning. That's May the 7th, Coffee with a Leader. Go to orlando.score.org to sign up for Isabella Johnston. And it's going to be, as I said, a very educational opportunity for you there. And that's I a webinar. I encourage everybody to attend because it's going to be very, very interesting. It is. An, yeah, and go ahead. I'm sorry. Yep. Last word. Lucy had a uh, head count as to how many people were signing up. I don't know if she's at liberty to share, but no, I I cannot, going, oh, wow. I cannot share it, but it seems to be very, uh, very much uh, well attended, I hope. All right. Yeah. Sounds like it's going to be a big deal. So be a part of it, ladies and gentlemen. Orlando.score.org is where you sign up. Isabella, thanks for being on the show again with us. And then try not to make it so long between the next time you're on the show. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Until next week, that's it for What's the Score.